0: Back in January, I began a sermon series about community because I was inspired by Yvette Flunder's book, Where the Edge Gathers. Her conclusion spoke specifically to Christian communities who she felt and continues to feel um, have a responsibility to deepen their understanding and support of same gender loving and trans people. Her hypothesis, however, that there are particular ways of creating, sustaining, and celebrating community rings true for any community of faith that strives to be multicultural, spirit-filled, and justice-making. I wasn't sure how this series would be received. I wasn't sure what it would unearth for me or for you. It has always been my hope that we may be able to live out the loving of ourselves and each other better by having shared this time. It remains my hope that we can continue to learn more and more together about how to create, sustain, and now celebrate the beloved community we strive to build and live into. You see, creating, sustaining, and celebrating while calling on different parts of ourselves as individuals and as a larger body are intricately tied together. They're they're all a little different, but they all really have to work together in order for us to move together through this moment of transformation that we devote time and talent to. So, you know, transformation and and change is, in my experience, is, is often tricky and sometimes really tough to wade through. And so I want to check in with folks. How are we doing with this stuff? It's okay if good's not the answer. That's okay too, right? You know, is some of it resonating and sinking in? Is some of it hard to wrestle with? Then we're on the right track, (laughs) right? All right. Well, let's recap where this journey has taken us so far, for those of us who may not have been here for the entire series, because all of it really does work together. During that first sermon um, about creating beloved community, it was Gospel Sunday, some of you might recall, um, and we talked about putting pieces in place to make this feel this place, feel like home for everyone who wants to call it home. This calls on each of us in our own way to create the kind of space where we can be truly vulnerable, not guarded or worried about who we are and what we bring. It's a tall order, right? Can anyone say in one or two sentences why that's such a tall order? Oh, just as a reminder, sometimes I'll throw out questions. I really want to hear answers. <laughs> Say it again. That's right, fear of not being accepted. That's a good one. Somebody else? I thought I saw a hand. Got it, I can do that. Well, we, we, we're, we're talking about how, you know, creating this kind of space where we can all truly be vulnerable and not guarded about who we are and what we bring and why that's so hard. And so the question is, why that's such a tall order? Why is that hard? Fear of being hurt, that's right. Say that again? Fear of damaging our future, yes. Habit, come on now, one more stigma can you say more about that yes yes stigma it's enduring well it's all of you are saying things that that ring really true and what they all really connect with is the fact that this is so hard because we're all different right and we all bring different gifts so how on earth are we all gonna make sure that we're all at least on some level getting what we need from and in this place? It's a tall order. In creating beloved community, our charge is to develop ways of communicating and sharing, as well as creating opportunities to gather in worship or otherwise, that speak to the hearts and minds of those of us who are here It's precisely why experiences like Gospel Sunday happen, right? It's precisely why we actually have to do more. Every community of faith is charged to do more to meet the needs of people with disabilities in worship and outside of worship. It's precisely why it's important for us to offer opportunities to gather in groups outside of the context of worship and committees, because believe it or not, not everybody likes being on committees. I'm not one of those people, actually. But there are some, right? And so figuring out ways that we can gather socially outside of the context in which we presently gather is another reason and another way that we create that kind of space, creating beloved community. The second sermon is about sustaining beloved community. I introduced folks to Meg Hutchinson's song, Gatekeeper, Some folks remember that? Um, And the work of compassion and love uh, from Officer Kevin Briggs. We talked about bridging the gaps between our present reality and our truth. Our present reality and our truth. Our truth being everything, our present reality being who we are right here, right now. And our truth being everything that has shaped and molded us to be who we are before we got here. All the stuff that we showed up with. All of it. I carried some things in here when I got here. Didn't you? (laughs) We talked about... Bridging the gaps between who we are and who may be on their way. In order for peace and justice to live and breathe among a people as varied as our lived experiences are, it's not enough to show up and put pieces in place. It's a start. It's how we settle ourselves into this moment of connection and keep that moment alive that will help the next chapter of the story get written. You see, in sustaining beloved community, our charge is to ask all the questions that allow us to see beyond the limits of our own experience, to be open enough to receive with love what comes, And to actually do something with the answers we receive. And so now here we are. Celebrating beloved community. We're at the celebration part. (laughs) Well, you know. We'll see, Steve. (laughs) Thank you for that, though is a pillar of encouragement for those of you who don't know. Now, when I was growing up, whenever I thought about celebrating, I used to only think about one thing. It's actually one song. Does anybody know what I'm thinking of? No? Who did it? Somebody did it. (laughs) Say it again. Love, break, good times, come on. Yes, thank you. That's the one. That's the one. You know the one I'm talking about. Right, right, right? Thank you, thank you. And see, of course it would be the choir (laughs) who are going to act out this morning. Bless you. Thank you. (laughs) You know, there's a party going on right here. That one? That one, a celebration that lasts throughout the years? That one. Celebrating was, for many, many years for me, about partying and enjoying ourselves and thinking about all the things that make us feel good. And you know, my, my knees will tell you, after many years of dancing and partying and having a good time, that I spent quite a long time enjoying that notion of celebration. There was something that I was missing. Something that I have noticed and really felt in ministry that, that many of us miss out on along the way. And after many years of making every effort To be the life of the party I realized that I wasn't really allowing myself to come to life. You get the difference? I could always show up at any party but living into my own truth, celebrating me, was something I had a hard time with. And it wasn't because I didn't care to, right? I just wasn't sure how. You know, too many systems in society are often set up in such a way that makes it all too easy to celebrate the acquisition of knowledge outside of ourselves, but not nearly easy enough to celebrate what makes us who we are on the inside. There was a time, and and for those of you who may be lawyers in the room, you may know exactly what I'm talking about, there was a time when I could recite nearly from cover to cover uh, New York practice, which is a book of civil procedure for the New York courts. I was a lawyer in a former life, and so these were the kinds of things that I thought were fun. Um, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Not, not, dogging, not dogging the lawyers in the room. Because um, I was one, I still am one. Um, but you know, I, I was lauded for this, right? I could tell you anything you wanted to know Anything you wanted to know about how to engage the court system in New York. And I remember it so vividly because of the intense amount of time I spent working on that and learning that. But I was also entirely disconnected from my heart and my soul. Trusting in the life I bring, the heart and soul Of Michael however incomplete it may feel sometimes however different it may have been for most of the people I was around has actually been the hardest and most meaningful work of my life because I got close to this got close to my heart it is also the kind of work that helps communities grow and stay strong when they can do that work Together, it's hard to create, sustain, and celebrate space that brings others to life when we struggle bringing ourselves to life. Flunder stresses that we relate best when we make the drop from head to heart. I felt and understood this most recently actually during a four-part workshop series that I offered to First Parish in Brookline a few months ago called Growing Hearts, Building Bridges. During this opportunity uh, for them to reach beyond the limits of their own understanding of gender, it was specifically around um, issues of gender identity and and expression, Um, but during this opportunity, they spent quite a long time in small groups talking about whether they had ever thought about their own gender identity or expression when they first had some awareness of their own gender and how gender has impacted their lives. Now, you know, sometimes you just never know what's going to happen in a room, right? And so I had a certain amount of time allotted for this little piece of this really long, it was a four-part series, so it was four Thursdays for two hours each, each day, each evening. And, you know, sometimes you just don't know, but we spent much of the second session having them talk in small groups because there was so much that they were carrying that they hadn't ever talked about in any context and certainly not in the context of this community of faith. When they began to report back, a longstanding member of the church said something really powerful. She said, that she'd never been asked to think about her own experience of gender and thus couldn't understand why anyone would ask her to consider theirs. Made sense. And then, as, and you could see it, like a light bulb went off inside of her. Um, she wondered out loud, but. Being able, and it was, so, it was so just beautiful what happened after that I, I wrote it down. I actually made her say it again. Um, but being able to talk through the incredible impact society's notions of gender have had on my life makes me wonder how some of those deep-seated notions I must carry has impacted other people's ability to fully be themselves. because she wasn't able to fully celebrate herself. It was hard for her to understand why it was important and necessary to celebrate what other people brought. Now, for some folks in the room, that was, that was not new insight. But for her, being able to recognize and celebrate parts of herself helped her value celebrating the lives of others. And for everyone in the room, It was healing to hear and helped them reimagine what celebrating community can look and feel like, not just in that small group of 20, 25 people, but in the larger context of this community. Immediately after that, someone in the room was able to disclose their gender identity and express the truth of their own pronouns in a way that they'd never done before, because they just didn't know it was safe enough. That really incredible person opened something up, opened up the space just enough for one other person to fully be themselves in that space. Now, there are all sorts of things that bring us to life, that brings our light to life, there are all kinds of things that help us feel celebrated. just have to be willing to ask each other and ourselves what that is. What helps you feel celebrated in community in general and also here in this place? I'm really asking. What helps you feel celebrated in this place? Music. Fearlessness. Work, I like that. Friendship. Hugs. Getting it. Curiosity. Connection, deep connection, acceptance being seen, listening, honesty is good being heard. (laughs) There's a lot of light in this room. There's a lot of light in this room. Can this, can all of these truths, and all of the things that we haven't said yet, because there are many more things than that, right? There are many more really specific things that we haven't unearthed at this particular moment, but that folks might be carrying on our hearts. Can these truths actually be woven together in a way that offers a new way of seeing and being together? I think the answer is yes. We have to keep making room, keep growing our own hearts, keep bridging the gaps between all the pieces of ourselves that make us uniquely human and divinely appointed to be a part of this community. You know, with a deep desire to do these things, we move beyond speaking love and into doing love from speaking to doing. I make this distinction all the time in Christian settings I call home, but it's equally relevant everywhere. It's one thing to say, I love you, and another entirely to offer up that love in ways that are real, in ways that bring others light to life. I always manage to get into trouble sometimes when I say this, but it's always worth saying, you know, churches of any size of any perspective cannot call themselves welcome and in, welcoming and inclusive if they are not continually learning and relearning how to make that a reality for the people who are in the pews and for the ones who aren't in the pews yet. It's the, really the foundation of my work in ministry both in this place and outside of this place to move beyond welcome and inclusion and into celebration. Because it's not enough for any community to say, you can join our team as it is. Communities are on track, rather, when they can say, we invite you to bring your heart, your hands, and your head into dreaming about what the team can become. Awakened by worship, nourished by tradition, and united by love. We strive to create a multicultural, spirit-filled community that works for justice, fosters spiritual curiosity and faith formation, shares joy, heals brokenness, and celebrates the sacred in all. This is our mission. And this is exactly what creating, sustaining, and celebrating Beloved Community are all about calling on different parts of ourselves as individuals and as a larger body to come together and seek the transformation we devote time and talent to moving toward. Bless you for being on this journey, as beautiful and as hard as it can sometimes be. Know that the journey has and will continue to bear fruit And have faith that as we grow into celebrating all of who we are, we will be a blessing to all those who are on their way. Amen. Ashe and blessed be.